0: Welcome to episode four of the Newfangled Lawyer podcast. I uh, have the pleasure of um, welcoming uh, Jordan Gardner uh, onto the podcast as a guest today, hailing from the great state of Idaho. So I will turn it over to my friend Jordan to give an intro about himself. Go for it, Jordan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. I, I imagine I'll be your first and maybe only from Idaho for a while, but.
0: Uh, <laughs> let's not, uh, hey, let's not hope that, we, we don't know. There's, not, there's other great attorneys in, in
1: yeah. Idaho. I'm here to represent, yeah. Uh, yeah, hi, my name is Jordan Gardner. I am uh, originally from Southern Utah. Uh, so I'm uh, definitely from the Mountain West area. I currently live up here in Meridian, Idaho. Uh, it has been 10 years since I graduated law school. Uh, and I've done a little bit. I've I've jumped around quite a bit, started out in private practice. I fairly quickly moved into an in-house counsel, uh, position with a healthcare company, then got the itch to start my own thing. So tried to be a startup founder for a few years. And now I have deferred going back into law yet again and have joined a legal tech company as a as a salesman so uh trying to do a little Wait, bit of what everything.
0: is that Wait, and what is that legal sales company this is your plug this is my plug yeah. for priori
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah priori legal which is uh you know i'm sure we'll get into it but uh somewhat similar to you know to to what i was trying to do and build with law student connect so it's uh, happy to get get in there but ultimately uh, or simply put it is a online legal marketplace for large companies, tech companies to find outside counsel faster and more cost effective.
0: That's awesome. Um, Ease. We could have more ease in the the practice of law. Wouldn't that be something? If things could just be easy. Um, You've had a multitude of experiences. Um, I just talked with... uh, more recent law school graduate who is looking at moving and he does one particular practice area. That's what he's done. And he's like, Hey, I'm moving to where you are Minneapolis. And, um, Hey, do you have any like insight or connections to this practice area? I was like, well, man, like, are you open to other practice areas? And he felt like he was like fixed. Like, this is what I do. This is what I know. But you've had a multitude of experiences so you yeah. can you talk speak to kind of just like this there's not a fixed identity a role of an attorney
1: yeah no that's uh oh man that's a that's a deep conversation i feel like that's sort of been uh my oh the path i've i've been leading the path of exploration i guess uh to figure that out right because i think we i went to law school thinking I'm a financial planner. I'm an estate I'm going to be an estate planner like and that's how I structured my education and I came out of law school, started down that route. I'm like this is super boring. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is super boring. I don't have to do this forever, right? And so then I went in house counsel and uh in healthcare, totally unrelated, right? Uh, and I had a lot of fun doing that. But uh then I transitioned, right? To do something, startup founder, to be to do something that, hey, this is what I want to do for now. And I think as attorneys, we sort of, or there are a lot of things in place that either it's psychological or maybe it's a function of you know the cost and the debt load that you take on that you feel sort mm. of trapped to mm. to do one thing and to to uh find your highest and best use. But <laughs> <laughs> it takes it takes them like it takes some mental gymnastics to try to get to the point to where you take a leap or s- start something new just because that's what you want to do right now <laughs> and that's where I, that's where i to. that's what i'm well and, to
0: and in you and you, you i'm gonna focus on this is you said what you want to do right now how did how did yeah. you figure that out because so many uh people in the legal profession they put themselves so low on the totem pole like in terms of what they decide to do or how they decide to do it what drove you to be like this is what jordan wants to do so jordan's going to go do it and and remove all the other stigmas or fears or judgment or self-judgment that keep a lot of attorneys stuck in one place
1: yeah uh, and there's there's definitely some other factors at play too to, that have allowed me to sort of branch out so i'd say i am not that person typically that's just going to jump into something um uh, without any sort of analysis of the risks involved right I'm, I'm i would say i'm i'm somewhat risk averse i'm not super risk averse. i'm probably less or i'm i'm uh, I accept more risk than most other attorneys. I'll say that, but still somewhat risk averse. So, when I made the first jump from from private practice to the healthcare company, uh, you know, that was probably maybe the riskiest because when I uh, because I didn't have that was that was leaving a potentially high high paying. I was in starting into year three and starting mm-hmm. to really get a book of business going um uh, and I took a, a big pay cut but I just wasn't happy right uh-huh. so that was the factor I just wasn't happy and I wasn't having enough human interaction um it was not quite what I expected private practice wasn't what quite what I expected uh but then jumping
0: in and in what way in, in what way what did you expect
1: ah uh, yeah and I know mean, we all we all go to law school thinking well not we all but I went to law school thinking hey I want to I like people i like to work with people i want to be involved with people right i want to help people uh, <laughs> practice turns out to be like 10 hours at a computer by yourself most days
0: <laughs> is, is not, that, not a lot that, of people that, not a lot of people a lot of computers yeah. there's a lot of
1: com- it's a ton of computer and that was even like <laughs> that was pre-pandemic like well before the pandemic so now so it's it's probably more than it was right or it could be so that was that was the major surprise i always talk about private practice what what had surprised me most was it felt like i was just working in a library all day and that's Mm -hmm. not that's not what i wanted so that was a pretty stark contrast jumping into the in-house counsel position where you're super involved with not only the legal team but all the other teams that make up the business and you know you're surrounded by people and there's a ton of collaboration uh and, and again this is all pre-covid I, I don't know how that has changed in such a remote environment but for the most part you know i was surrounded with people all the time and loved it super satisfying from a from a job satisfaction uh It was ticking all the boxes.
0: There was a, you had alignment with your expectations. Say again. You had alignment with your expectations.
1: At least that expectation, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, then, in in house, in house counsel has kind of become like the, uh, like sexy, like, um, you know, kind of target for so many dissatisfied private practice attorneys but is in-house counsel uh, ooh, everything like does it have i mean obviously it has kind of more of the corporate you know maybe supports or culture or an environment or team aspect collaborative but what are some what are some things that you discovered once again that didn't meet your expectation
1: yeah it's, i mean the big thing that yeah the Culture, collaboration, that was all great. Um uh, and I should I should add a little more context here. When I took that position, sure. I, I played kind of a hybrid role where I was where I was on the in-house team, but I also jumped into the operations team to lead one of the organizations that we supported. Hmm. And so that took quite a bit of uh of my time. As well, so that's so that painted probably a little bit of a different picture, or a little bit different experience than a typical in house council position. Uh, but I think for me, as far as talking about expectations and alignment, uh, the culture was great, the collaboration was great. The work still sucks. <laughs> like, if, <you're, laughs> if, if the work, if, if, it, if, it, if it becomes Maybe I, I've been surprised at the amount of contracts that there are to read. And that's this has been more insight gained in my current role supporting in-house counsel teams. Uh, mm. But the amount of contract work that contracts, reading, revising, negotiating, drafting, like it, if that's your thing, great. Then an in-house counsel position might check all your boxes. But that's pretty mundane as well, right? I. Mm. I like to be in this position of I do like to be more on the operations side. I like to be very involved in the business sort of decisions rather than the legal support kind of role. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, like process systems, change management, organizational change management. um, You know, how are you going to get the job done more so than doing the job? And and yeah. this this is where I think a lot of attorneys get stuck is that quite frankly, I think the practice of the law sometimes can be boring. Right? The actual sure, substantive yeah. practice of law is really can be very uh boring, mundane, it's not exciting. Um and it's because it's not in alignment with what we're sold, right? Or what we see all the time. Right? Is what I tell people all the time is like with what I do bankruptcy, right? There's no CSI bankruptcy unit. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, they're just they're just not. There's no there's no blood and guts. There's no, you know, it, it doesn't have that same it can, right? I mean, like look at what's happening in kind of the space of bankruptcy, right? Right now, it's a strange time. We have all these cryptocurrency bankruptcies, the FTX Mm -hmm. bankruptcy we have, we have the um, big Purdue Pharma bankruptcy that has a lot of kind of societal implications, Johnson and Johnson, you know, it can, I guess it get exciting, but for most of us, right? Like um, us everyday attorneys, it typically doesn't rise to that level And so it's like, um, what do you gravitate towards? And is it okay to admit that the law can be boring? And a lot of times is just this rote. Hey, uh, you're going to do this thing again and again and again and again. Um, and why aren't we told that earlier? You know, why isn't that right? like why isn't that true I wish just, we would be uh, like that truth like you know not everything gets appealed to the supreme court
1: <laughs> <laughs> or like less than 1% of you will ever go to the supreme court <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> or, or yeah, even yeah. i mean or the appellate court right that's yeah. the that's oh, the most yeah. bizarre thing to me is that we yeah. spend uh, our legal education learning about how to practice in front of appellate courts when that's oh. going to apply to like, I don't know what the percentage is really, but I dare say it's less than 1% of attorneys.
0: Oh yeah. Someone just asked me about brief writing. I'm like, I don't know. In 10 years I've written maybe <laughs> five briefs. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> not, not a lot, you know, but you've brought up a, you've brought up a couple things. One of them is like happiness and fulfillment. And so you're in house, you're like, Hey, some of the stuff's just not fulfilling again. So you're like, hey, I'm gonna do just something completely different. So <laughs> what what was what was like a factor that allowed you to be like, hey, I'm gonna leave kind of a legal role and I'm gonna start like a legal startup. Like what facilitated yeah. that? Like what made okay. that possible?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. Uh, so I should say, I actually started Lost in Connect, which was my startup. Uh, I started laying the groundwork while I was still in private practice in pretty much my first year of private practice. I think I uh, I got the logos all drafted up and the website domain in 2014, and I was licensed in October of 2013. So pretty quickly realized, uh, hey, there's some there's some inefficiencies in the legal industry that maybe there's an opportunity here. So I, but I, I put it on the shelf when I, you know, I've always had a bit of an entrepreneurial itch and I put it on the shelf. I put lost in connect on the shelf while, or when I got the opportunity to go in-house counsel because the in-house counsel position that I was taking was, it was more than just an in-house counsel support reading contracts all day. It was, Hey, you're going to go out with your operations partner who was my brother-in-law, who I love to work with. Uh, He he was the one that recruited me over. uh, And they told him, hey, go find someone who's either an accountant or an attorney uh, to play that sort of support function to the operations side. And you guys go find, evaluate, buy home care companies and build up this business line for us. So that's super sexy to me, right?
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, so, you had all the had all the benefit and all the risks, personal, from a personal perspective.
1: No, exactly, right. It gives you that entrepreneurial satisfaction without and on somebody else's dime, right? So, so why
0: and, and why do you think they were focused on? Hey, go partner with an attorney. Like, what what was do you think attractive about having an attorney with an attorney mindset I, in that role? Like, why did you think they thought thought that they needed that?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the founders of the company that we were working with were also attorneys. Um, Mm. So there was probably some sort of internal bias there as well. (laughs) Uh, No way. No way. uh, Yeah. (laughs) But probably appreciating this sort of analytical, and I think what they probably wanted is sort of that risk aversion to, to put a check on the operation side. But again, my, my risk tolerance is fairly high. So that probably wasn't what they got out of me, um, in the end. Uh, Um, but yeah, that was a super, super satisfying job and, um, super attractive to be able to like, I can think of for my skills, my interests, my desires, uh, that's about as good as it could get the problem though <laughs> the problem that drove me sort of uh away this is a very very long answer to your question but uh the problem
0: hey, was, li- li- you know, li- life is life is long-term and meandering so
1: <laughs> well, this is this is the trait though. No, this is the trait that my wife probably gets the most frustrated about with me is that i can never just give a straight answer i've always got a little <laughs> it so we're, I apologize. We're not
0: tra- we're, hey, we're, but we're not trained to give a sh- uh uh no short, straight answer. There's, that's how that's hey, that's how we get that's how we get paid the the big bucks. You gotta yeah. lay, you gotta lay foundation, Jordan. Right? Yeah. Otherwise, I might well, otherwise I might attack you or criticize you. Like yeah, exactly. You not understand prince. my mindset. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you gotta give context, right? Yeah. You gotta
1: support. So that's the context. Is that Law Student Connect is now on the shelf. I'm doing, I'm out there doing what I'm what I I'm having a great time working with my brother in law, who again loved working with. Uh the challenge was, ah, when you take that in-house counsel position, often you take quite a pay cut. And where I was, you know, and that was that well, I did I took a pay cut to go into the to the job. And the uh the career path on an attorney or the 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 earning power of an attorney increases fairly significant like fairly exponentially i would say and this was as i jumped into that in-house counsel position was more very much linear growth Mm -hmm. and you know after after a year i went in and i'm asking you know hey i'm just not making this work financially can i get a raise like if we gave you the raise you're asking for you're going to be the the highest paid attorney on this team and i was the newest attorney on this team (laughs) so in that moment i'm like wait a minute (laughs) maybe there was a bit of a disconnect on expectations because Mm -hmm. there's no way i can make this work long term at this
0: amount you know it wasn't Uh, it wasn't it wasn't sustainable It, it, no, it, wasn't. It, 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 it created this trade-off uh, right. fulfillment happiness but uh, not the financial uh, stability yeah. or security that you're looking for and I think there's a lot of this in the legal profession of these trade-offs right yeah,
1: that you're totally. like
0: it, and they create conflict and you're like yeah mm-hmm. but I'm so happy and fulfilled with what I'm doing but yeah. it just doesn't make enough money in the the kind of the golden handcuffs or golden parachute or whatever golden, um, uh, you know, concrete shoes that are sold is, you know, but you can make so much money here yeah. and you're going to sacrifice this. So, so, yeah. okay. So you're looking at it. You're like, okay, what's my next move? What, what's my next play yeah. here?
1: so actually you know what happened was that that sort of con that tension and that realization and i stayed with that company for another two years the what happened though was that my wife and i came back and we say okay well we're going to do something on our own uh, and my wife started a business that ended up doing very well and, and what is that uh, what is it what
0: is, it? What, is it? what business did she start this is a huge
1: okay all right all right all right <laughs>
0: <laughs> here's my caveat you're like you're like, you're like you're like you're like how much time do we have
1: um yeah, how much time do we she, have she's gonna so, love this
0: i hope she, i hope she listens to this jordan oh no and just the whole she'll time, listen
1: she'll just, she'll start and she'll be like oh my gosh i can't stand the way you tell the story <laughs> <laughs> and she won't she won't get this far into it so yeah. yeah we're safe there so uh she joined she started with a direct selling company and i know everyone has their qualms about MLMs, direct selling company, direct sales has been very good for my family. I will say that, uh, she's okay. done very well, primarily online makeup sales. Uh, hmm. and that, that, uh, I mean, within a year she was making more than I was bringing home. Uh, and it continued that way for, for a few years to the point where like, Hey, you know, we're pretty, we're getting pretty comfortable to let's well i started thinking about lost in connect again having that itch because when I, I to take the in-house position i moved up to idaho from southern utah and met uh, a guy in my neighborhood who became my business partner and i pitched him he was also an attorney uh, much more traditional path he'd taken you know amlaw 200 firm MA attorney highly successful uh
0: he did everything you were supposed to he, he did everything. He did you're everything, supposed, to you're do. supposed yeah. that yeah. the normative standard.
1: Right? Yeah, normative and standard.
0: And you pitch him on this thing, and what's his? And trajectory? he's
1: like, he's like, let's do this. He, he's like, this is this could be bigger than you think it is. Uh, and so we we launched into it. took uh, took us about four or five months before we're like, okay, let's let's dive into this. We both quit what we were doing and dove in full time. Uh, found an investor. That was, I mean, that is really, really glancing over <laughs> the process of finding <laughs> and, and, and just Well, the struggle, the right? <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> uh, Yeah, we found an investor and, and dove into Law Student Connect and started trying to uh, to build it. Yeah,
0: and and how but do was, you navigate it? It seems like you've been uh, you you've built up the skill of navigating uncertainty. Oh, like being comfortable I mean, with being ad- uncomfortable, or being okay with the discomfort.
1: Yeah, I uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I think for me, I'm I'm probably overly confident in my abilities and and my value. Mm-hmm. I think uh, so. To me, I I say, you know what? It, it's it would not be difficult terribly difficult if shit hits the fan and i have to go get a job you know i think i could find a job right which you know turns out to be true you know I, I do a fair bit um or i have done in the past a fair bit on linkedin i'm trying to build my own network of of people and when you know in february when i decided hey lost in connects not we're gonna we're gonna put it to bed and i i put it to bed February. The end of february and started a new job on march 2nd right so i'm mm-hmm. i i feel like having the legal background my other my my undergrads in accounting like i'll be able to find a job doing something somewhere that's at least enough to pay my mortgage
0: right? you've you've been able to like temper your expectations like it's the, the world's not <laughs> yeah. the, world's, the world's not gonna end if the world's not gonna end if you fail, like you're still capable. Yeah. How, yeah. Wh- so what was that? so with law student connect? You just kind of glossed over that. Like <laughs> yeah, how
1: four years. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you put four years into it. So you must have had to have gone through some amount of like grieving process. It wasn't uh, just yeah. like one day or like February. It's done. So how did yeah. how did you deal with just like knowing that? You know there was successes but it ultimately didn't work out like yeah. how did you go through that process of being like it's okay to fail because attorneys suck at failing
1: yeah it was the it was a yeah that was a really hard thing really hard really hard to say i have failed at this and for those of you who did, listening- who did you
0: tell who did you tell first after telling yourself
1: I think i probably told i think i probably told my wife be- first mm-hmm. before i told myself <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. yeah. <laughs> and my business partner well you know this is a this is my business partner who uh you know I, we were in different places financially right and like again my wife was bringing in a uh, pretty good income from what she was doing and so i was able to last a lot longer in the day-to-day without taking a salary from Boston connect uh, so he had jumped back into work you know within probably a year and I had to had to go back uh, bring a salary back in uh to support his family and that's you know I had the luxury of being able to hang on a little uh for quite a bit longer uh, but his insight you know he became quite a good advisor right at the end when i'm talking and maybe this is december january uh january of this year he's like look if you need someone to tell you it's time to put this to bed i'll tell you now it's time to put this to bed (laughs) so i i think other people told me before i told myself
0: Mm. you like waited to almost give yourself the permission to let go until so other people are like telling you like jordan it's time to let go Like it's okay to let go like this thing is dying let it die like it's on life support let it let it go
1: yeah yeah and that's been a a really hard thing for me because it's you know still to this day do i think it's a great idea yeah i still do do i think it will work for someone eventually probably someone will come along and do it better and make it make it work uh absolutely so that's that's hard that's a hard realization. Right. Uh, but for me and my family, I think the decision point for me was like, you need to start contributing to your family again. Like this is, it's been too long. So it's sort of, again, it's these trade-offs, right? It's, Hey, I want to build this dream, but I have a responsibility to myself and my family, uh, to contribute. And this is not, we've given it a good, a good effort, a, a, probably much longer than we should have, and uh, but now, now you need to go out and find a way to contribute in a different way.
0: Sure, you're you had to read, you know, be flexible. Yeah, you know, flexibility.
1: Yeah, that's. It may sound like it. That's not. I would not say that's a strong suit for me uh because it did i mean because it, it took a long time right a flexible person might have said hey after year two it's time to <laughs> let's like <let's laughs> exercise that <laughs> flexibility and, and try something
0: else yeah. <laughs> but 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 you didn't you didn't you i would imagine though you are optimistic probably over no right. yeah oh you're like overly idealistic yeah, maybe say, a like, dreamer. I, hmm. Talk about that, the dreamer attorney. is there a space for the dreamer attorney?
1: In uh yeah. how
0: and where the yeah. practice of law is today and where it's going. Cuz this yeah, is I a new this a ro- is kind of a this is kind of a new role, the dreamer attorney. I
1: think there's a, yeah. you know, I'm involved in fair in in several groups that I would say is composed of dreamer attorneys from from those that are like, "Hey, we are leaving law firm life and going to start our own thing because we have this dream lifestyle we're trying to build." Uh, I see, I'm in two or three of those groups, uh, as well as uh, you know, those that are like, "Hey, you know, I've got this vision, this idea, and follow the same sort of path that I took with Law Student Connective. I'm going to try and build this legal tech company. I think this legal tech." spaces, uh, you know, went through a big boom, uh, 2019, 2020, 2021, and now it's slowing down or slowed down during 2022, but we're seeing it sort of rise again uh, to where VC firms are are interested in getting back into legal tech, right? And, and there's, I think there's a lot of room for that dreamer attorney who's in that because they're seeing firsthand all the inefficiencies in the practice of law and saying how could we make this better and easier right there's there's tons of opportunity there
0: and you mentioned another thing is lifestyle the life the life I, I I love this the the lifestyle yeah. where, where it uh, has yeah. where your whole practice is designed around the lifestyle you want to live i love the what is it the smb law group yeah eric eric exactly however you say his last name i can't even say it it's a pacific pacific i it's one of those things i'm gonna mess it up but but yeah the the idea that you can be um kind of successful in a new way right yeah redefine success yeah for sure you know, and it's it's the life you want to live. It's a lifestyle you want to have. Hey, if you want to practice law from a beach 50% out of the year, why not? I mean, yeah. it's, you know, this whole idea that you could even have a successful law practice, right? Without even going not, fully non-traditional. You can have a successful law practice right now that leverages technology that. Promoting just a lifestyle for the attorney, right? Like I'm the attorney who practices yoga regularly. Like that's for some people is now how they're getting clients. Like people are gravitating and choosing that attorney, not even necessarily for the fact of their actual legal expertise, but for who they are, their vibe. (laughs) <laughs> right, their aura, their, their their person, their personal values, right? Like yeah. how they're living their life outside of the practice of law, and so you know, this is really fascinating to me. Um, it, this this kind of new way, right? I think there's this new wave of mm-hmm. kind of prof- professionalism, right, and how you show up um, and who you are right and so what have you discovered is like outside of this identity of being an attorney like what else what else do you identify as like did, you know you live in the boise area like are you like yeah. uh, i'm i'm an outdoorsman i'm a i'm gonna go into the foothills i'm gonna go catch rattlesnakes what is yeah like yeah. what else do you uh, identify as i
1: would I've always identified as an outdoorsman, <laughs> and I would, uh, I would, I love camping. I love fishing. I love hunting. I love that's. Uh, I've not done much of it, like I've not allowed myself to do much of it. Uh, right now, I identify as a gardener. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, 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 your last name, gardener, or like you actually are gardening. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, like I, I garden
0: a lot. <laughs> dude, I mean, it's that's so appropriate. Your last name's Gardner. your Gardner, the yeah. gardener. you know that's, uh, you dude. know what's, you know what you know what's really funny is <laughs> that really resonates with me. I told my wife in the spring, I was like, I never knew how much I'd really enjoy just doing like simple yard work. oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. how therapeutic it is to go like trim a bush or like mm-hmm. pick up sticks in the yard it's it's fascinating my my parents both my mom went to undergrad and got a degree in horticulture my dad got a degree in forestry and was actually a forest ranger in northern idaho so okay in a a different life jordan i would have ended up being also uh an idahoan um but yeah it's like how you can have an appreciation for just even these simple things. Like yeah. I, am, no, I, I am. I love that. So what's your favorite thing about gardening?
1: Well I've got to I've got to jump in here because I when I was in my short my February job search, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm taking these sort of job uh oh what's it called? I don't know, these job assessment tests, like what are you where do your skills and your passions line up? Number one yeah. is like for a stranger. So I appreciate that. <laughs> <you, laughs>
0: Dude, was, <laughs> there's, there's there's something about yeah for stranger what he did what he did is it was him and a guy up in uh northern idaho they lived in a cabin and their job so figure this before like satellites or any of this really was a thing they would go out and had like a map and they would go out and like measure like um how many trees there were in this area, how big around were the trees? How many trees Mm. were there, right? They like surveyed um, that area. Um, And isn't that, there's something like being an attorney, sometimes like I will see uh, the person who's just like mowing the side of the highway. I'm like, that looks nice. Yeah. Yeah, Man, there's something- Depending on the weather. Right. Oh yeah. I'm in, I'm in Minnesota. So no, (laughs) luckily no one's mowing when it's blizzarding out, but, or, you know, I guess by you when it's very hot. Um, and I, I've kind of come back to this is before I became uh, an attorney, before I got married anything, my ideal life was like living in a cabin in the woods by a stream with a dog. And I was just going to like be a writer, chop wood. And I told my wife recently, like, um, there it's not even necessarily like that place or that activity. It's what does that bring for me? It's like solitude, Mm -hmm. quiet, tranquility, peace, um, the ability to just like be with my thoughts. These are all simplicity. And like, how can I achieve all of these things or some of these things and be an attorney? Like, are they mutually exclusive or can I have a both? And like, can I be both a very good attorney and a peaceful person and leave, live a peaceful life and just garden, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah. So, so do you think you could get back to like other than gardening, like another activity you're like, Hey, I've always wanted to do X or I want to get back to doing Y. Yeah. And just so kind of start?
1: Me, well, I, I kind of took that leap. I've always wanted to do martial arts, some form of martial arts uh, since I was a kid. And my mom was like, no, no, this is no, absolutely not. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I was trying to pass that on. You know, I'm trying to pass that on to my kids and like, hey, I put one kid in in jujitsu he lasted six months and was not interested but another kid in taekwondo and he lasted six months wasn't interested after that so i'm like whatever like why am i trying to live vicariously i'm gonna i'm going to go and do this so i so i've been doing jujitsu brazilian jujitsu for like two and a half years now oh Uh, wow yeah and uh kind of became obsessed with it really like early on uh, it's tempered a little bit in the amount of, I mean, it was just occupying my every waking moment of my thoughts for a while. Um, but I, I do jujitsu two or three times a week on a good week, three times. Uh, and I love it. I love the, excuse me. I love the outlet. It provides. I love the camaraderie it provides, uh, just the sort of social activity, uh, which in a, in a post COVID world, uh, mm. has been, uh, very good for my life.
0: Finding community.
1: Yeah. It's a great community. You know?
0: Yeah. And, and that discipline, right. It, it's like almost another way for you to, uh, another outlet to put kind of the discipline, the hard work, the grit. Um, and it's amazing as an, an outlet, How you said at first you were kind of obsessed with it and how you had to temper that, but probably through becoming obsessed, then you became tempered. Um, Right? It it gave you the skill, it gave you the skills to find some kind of balance. I imagine Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, from what I know about it, probably one of the tenets is how do you find some kind of balance?
1: I think it's pretty common for new practitioners to get that sort of obsession um Mm -hmm. and i you know it's it's probably not the same culture that you think of when you're you're thinking other martial arts where it's all about discipline i think a lot no educate me what
0: what 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 is a main what is a main not to assume i shouldn't have assumed no Um, i should have i I should have instead of asked the inquisitive question uh of saying well what is like what is the? I'm sure there are. The, all, but they're, you're, what's the culture? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, the culture of jujitsu is interesting, right? Like it is, uh, you know, it's Brazilian jujitsu. It's very. It is definitely very Americanized, uh, and is it is far bigger probably in the in the United States than anywhere else. Okay. Uh, but so you, you don't get a lot of the that. Now let me let me back up. There are probably definitely schools that follow a set of tenets and uh, and preach a high level of discipline, but I think the majority of what I see, you know, through various social media, it's it doesn't have to be that way, and it can be just more of a relaxed, more social. Uh, Endeavor it's more, about where, the, it's, more,
0: it's more about the human connection than yeah. uh, ach- achieving something. Like yeah, it's about you know it's it for a lot level, of levels it's more about just the you're going to do it with other people. It's
1: yeah, and and it primarily, you know, it is pretty male dominated. Um uh, so it ends up being a way for a group of guys to get together and just like work out a bunch of aggression
0: <laughs> <laughs> which is good which is good you, you got to work out that i mean well, well how much how much uh, aggression is pent, is pent up and and so and self-directed right yeah. you internalize it all and particularly for you know uh male attorneys in their 30s like you know we're dads we're husbands to have like a social outlet it's hard to, to go do. Yeah. Oh, one, it's hard to even find the the energy to do it, <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah. we create all we create all these we create all these barriers, right? Of why you can't. Yeah. And Jordan, yeah. you've somehow like unlocked this. Like, well, I'm just gonna go do it. Like, it, it just over the last decade, you've just like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go do these things. So, if you're ta- if you're talking to other attorneys that feel stuck. Like you're not, you're, you're not doing like crazy things, right? Like you're still, you still have like some amount of like guardrails, right? You (laughs) have just kind of expanded the guardrails or maybe change out the guardrails or gone to a different lane, you know, but what would you tell an attorney who's like, Hey, I feel stuck. How do I get unstuck Jordan to like, go do the things that I want to go do. Because you've done it. You've done it multiple times. Um regardless yeah, if you mindset. wanna if you want if, if you wanna acknowledge it or not. I'm telling you yeah. you've done it. Well,
1: I don't want to dive in too too much to religion or spirituality, but it's been the last five years, right? Of like a mind shift in saying in, in acknowledging the unknown and saying Hey, I don't know if this is the only chance I get to do things I want to do. And if it is, I'm not, I don't want to build 2000 hours behind a desk every year, uh, and, and not experience some of these other aspects of life. Right. I want to have a very human experience with whatever chance I have to have it. Right. Mm -hmm. So. I'm finding, and, and that doesn't have to, that could sound like, oh, man, uh, you could take that and go really far off without any guardrails. But for me, that's, hey, <laughs> I want to walk barefoot in my garden every morning with a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. right? I want to go, and twice a week, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. and go try and choke out some other guys, and hopefully they don't choke me out, right? But mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're alive,
0: but you're, al- you're alive in those. Oh, right? you are never more alive yes.
1: than when you're yes. struggling for life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right there. Right there. That's it. it That's it, the it's, moment. It's, it's, what, it's, it's when you see those moments of, in, in Jordan, this has been kind of a theme, right? Um, in these conversations that I've been having is, you know, when you kind of are faced with your own um, kind of boundaries, it makes you feel limitless. Like when you are like, Hey, I've got this one opportunity. I am a mortal. I'm, but a mere man. Um, it, it opens you up. It's kind of like, even in creativity, right? With the more limitations, the more creativity, right? <laughs> it's not a, it's not a, uh, a, a limiting factor. It's really an expanding factor. And so it's, um, You know how in kind of the your day-to-day life as an attorney you can see yourself as having more options (laughs) and like hey if you want to go walk through your grass and drink a cup of coffee like you'll be okay like right like that doesn't mean that somehow you don't take like your career seriously like If, if anything you're giving yourself the opportunity to take your career more seriously or other things you value right because you're giving yourself the time to do the things you want to do. So totally. at, um, and 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 it's okay you kind of hedge there saying like I don't want to get spiritual but it but that's what all this is right whatever whatever you abide by you have to have values right you have to know what your values are. <laughs> be yeah. that spiritual whatever how do you connect with you know the rest of everyone is different mm-hmm. can be different but hopefully we can connect and i think that's been a big theme of our conversation is connection and people and team um collaboration satisfaction community, so yeah. community. and you know um how i always end the episode is i ask uh, what do you think it means then to be a newfangled lawyer
1: i would say defining your life on your own terms defining your career on your own terms right and and that might be you know the the solo lifestyle attorney that we we just we talked about a little bit that might be for me it's i'm in a work from home sales role that allows me to be super flexible with uh for me to pursue outside interests and i'm not you know i'm not commuting an hour and a half to the city every day or something like that right like uh, it could be it could be a lot of things and it doesn't have to be
0: Mm.
1: it doesn't have to be similar to anybody else's dream right i think it's Mm. just figure out how you define success and go and chase it.
0: And that's what I that's what I love about these conversations is that there isn't one right way. It's like just because I decide that this works for me is actually not a criticism of anyone else. You know, but yeah. I think there's a lot of kind of people try to find meaning in other people's behavior and what that is a commentary on them and it's like no i'm not making commentary or anything like hey if you like if you like being at a big law firm and you like the structure of billing a set amount of hours every year and that really works for you like cool like that's great that's amazing you figured out how to basically have job satisfaction with that as being one of the main drivers of your day-to-day life. That doesn't work for yep. me. And I think there's a lot of conversation around this space of, I mean, you see it. I mean, if we're gonna kind of you know, end with uh, LinkedIn, is that when someone posts about the billable hour, I mean, like, I think the billable hour is just fine. You go to the comments and there are so many people that are like, you vile human being. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? The the Bill is destroying attorneys. It's like, no, 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 It's the mindset around the Bill hour. It's just one business model. And that works for some right. people. And some people are just fine with it. They know what they signed up for. They have perfect job satisfaction. They're very successful. They're fulfilled. And if you ask that same attorney to say, hey, you're going to start doing flat fee billing for everything, they would hate it you know and and it's really fascinating i think just using that as an example of how attorneys it's like we just love attacking instead of just accepting like you do you man i'm gonna do me and we can all have some amount of satisfaction these things can coexist (laughs) like we don't all have to be the same like we don't have to be and we shouldn't be the same variety is the spice of life and going forward uh, it's like to be able to deliver legal services we're going to have to have more variety because clients are going to have more variety right in terms of what they want what they want to pay for but that's that's a conversation for a different day jordan um, yeah. <laughs>
1: but, no i think but, you summed it up you do you that's uh, that's it you do you
0: <laughs> that's the shortest thing we've said in the yeah. whole hour basically we've been together but uh my joy thank you so much for agreeing to be on um for uh anyone who's made it to the end uh please uh follow or like or leave a review and we hope that you have found some nugget in our conversation that resonates with you that can help you forward on your path so thank you so much jordan i appreciate it man yeah
1: it was awesome appreciate it